the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our series is called His Glory. We're continuing a look at the glory of the Father next. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing. Our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, has us in the middle of a series called His Glory, and we're looking at the various aspects of the glory of our Heavenly Father and why this is so important. Today, we find ourselves in 1 Peter chapter 4. We're looking at verses 12 through 14 in a message called The Spirit of Glory. Won't you join us as we're encouraged in the glory of God with today's edition of Times of Refreshing? Here now once again is our teacher and pastor, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 on down to 14. There is no way that you can have success walking with God if you do not fully embrace the Holy Spirit's ministry in your life. And this is important because we are a church that truly believes in the power of the Word of God. We teach the Word of God. We have two schools here that we teach systematic theology and all those things that help us to be grounded in the Word. And we love the Word of God. The foundation of your life should be the the, the foundation that is established through the Word of God. And this is how we ultimately have success and we become great builders of that which God is calling us to build in life. And so we need the Word of God, but there's no way that we can truly be effective and sustain through life if we do not have the influence of the Spirit of God in our lives. He is, has been sent into the world to help us through life. And so we have to embrace His ministry. And that ultimately means that there's things that we're going to have to change to accommodate Him in our lives now. And so for us, it's important that we're, we're pliable, we're moldable, we're teachable, we're correctable, and we allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our midst so that we can truly be, be effective at life. You know, when I think about the Spirit of God, I don't just think about miracles and signs and wonders, are, which are a part of his ministry. He brings this into our life. But I also think about stability, I think about God helping me to establish something firm and, and, and character and integrity and all those things that we should have as we're going through life, that we're solid people. You know, a lot of times in Christendom, when we think about the move of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, we always think about, like I said, the signs and wonders and miracles, and then ultimately we gravitate towards doing stuff spooky and weird, And then we attribute that to the Holy Spirit. And it's not the Holy Spirit. Jesus wasn't walking around like a weirdo. Can I have an amen? 
He was solid. He was consistent. He was holy. He was holy. And when you watched his ministry, it was powerful. You look at the Gospels and just read about Jesus' life. It was, it was this is a beautiful thing. And for us, this is how we should live our lives. But the devil, he wants to convince us that the more weird and spooky we become, the more the Spirit of God must be moving in our lives. And that's a deception. And it is something that is, is just destroying churches because the people have got to the place that where if I can become, the more weird I can become, then the more attract, attractive I can become. And people think that this guy is not. Jesus wasn't walking around the city speaking in tongues all day. When he, when he was working, he was working. You know what I mean? It's like he was a carpenter. You know, you get out there and you see he was just doing normal things, but then bam, he'd heal the sick. Bam, he'd preach a message that would just bring deliverance and healing to people, but then he would go on about his life. We have to get this back in the church and understand that we need balance. Somebody say balance. We want the word of God, but we also want the influence of the spirit of God. But one of the things I love about the spirit of God, he helps to weed things out of our life by allowing us to get into situations where we experience suffering or reproach from people. Okay? So let's look at this here in verse 12. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12. He says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice. Somebody say rejoice. He says, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Now look at verse 14. It says, if you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed. But on your part, God, Jesus, he is glorified. Okay, the Lord is glorified. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you for the spirit of glory and of God rest upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. God is glorified. So we have to see that and you hear me say this a lot, Christianity is not a popularity contest. And sometimes we are receiving reproach for the name of Christ, but it's also an opportunity for us to test where our hearts are really at in our relationship with him. Many people turn on Christ when things get tough. Many people backslide. When, when they experience rejection from man. Many people turn away from God when it, when it gets hot. When it gets hot in the relationship with people because, because of your allegiance to God. And for us, we have to make sure that we allow the Holy Spirit to continue to rest and work in our lives. Because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon us when we choose to stand with God in the midst of reproach. And this is what we want. The Spirit of God, he comes to bring glorification of God in our lives. And then he comes to change and glorify and, 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 and reveal those things that he's doing in your life to people. It's nothing like, 
it's nothing like being in a tough situation, you standing for God, and then people see you refuse to flinch in your relationship with God. It does something to that person's conscience when they know, man, the person will not, man, they just really love God no matter what I say. They won't turn. They won't turn. And what that does is it it reveals something to you, but it also reveals something to the person that you're talking to or the people that you're talking to. When you stand, the spirit of glory and of God, it rests upon you. When we refuse to, to deny the Lord, to reject the Lord, or to say we don't know the Lord, all those things, we refuse to do that. We stand with the Lord. The spirit of glory, just like he said, and of God, rests upon us. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. This should be our our lifestyle. And this is what we want to make sure that people constantly see about us. That we will not deny the Lord. We will stand with the Lord. And we will stand with his principles. We'll stand with his teachings. And that we are committed to the relationship that we've established with the Lord. Can I have an amen, y'all? Now let's go to John chapter 14. And let's look at verses uh, 15 on down to 18. Because we want the spirit of glory and of God to rest upon us to such a degree that not only does, does he help us when we go through moments of suffering, but it also, he also helps us internally to deal with the process of maturing. Okay? Now, the reason why I say this is because saints... The Lord is always working on you by the power of his spirit. He's always working on you. The spirit of glory is always working on you. He he is. And for us, we have to embrace that and enjoy the process of him working on us. Look, it says here in John chapter 14, verse 15 on down to 18. Okay. If you love me, Jesus says this, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Says in verse 17, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be where? In you. He says, I will not leave you orphans. He says, I will come to you. And this is, this is a beautiful thing about, about also about the Spirit of God working in our lives. He helps us to understand the depths of the revelation of us being born again and being children of God. My spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that I am a child of God. There's no, there's no better or more secure place than understanding that point about who you are in your relationship with God. I am a child of God. Come on, I want everybody to say that right now on the count of three. One, two, three. Come on, say it one more time. One, two, three. That revelation, 
will change your life. That God has not left me as an orphan. And the spirit of God, the spirit of glory has been sent into my life. He's going to lead me into all truth because he is the truth. The spirit of truth. And then he's going to help me to understand that I am not an orphan. That Jesus has come to me. And that I am now a child of the king of the universe. Once we get that down in our minds, what it does is it eliminates all insecurity. Insecurities revolving around our race. Insecurities revolving around our gender. Insecurities revolving around our bank accounts. It eliminates, it eliminates insecurity when we truly embrace that the spirit of glory has been sent forth into my life to help me to understand that I am accepted and I'm a child of God. And everything that, that belongs to my father, he has made available to me. That I am accepted in the beloved. And it goes beyond my skin color. It goes beyond my gender. It goes beyond my resources. That I am a child of the king of the universe. And that I am secure in him. I'm alive in him. That I can trust in him and rest in him. Knowing that my father has my best interest in mind at all times. And that he is not a man. He's immutable. He cannot change. And so that, what that means is, is that he's going to be faithful to me. Amen. He's going to be faithful to me. And for us, we have to see this and rest in that. Enjoy that. It doesn't mean that you become arrogant. It just means that you become confident. That I'm confident in the ability and power of my Father. And that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And that God is on my side. And that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in the time of judgment, the Lord will condemn. That God has my back. That I am a child of the king of the universe. And there may be times that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But I don't fear any evil because God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. And yay, can I have an amen, y'all? And you can throw me in the lion's den and I'm going to be just fine. You can, have a, you can put me in the middle of a boat and there be waves and winds that beat boisterously against my boat. But God has got my back. He can take care of me. Can I have an amen? The Egyptians can chase me out of Egypt and be right on the brink of the Red Sea. And God will part the sea if he has to, to make sure that I get to the... Can I have an amen in here? That God is God. You can put a Goliath in front of me and I know how to deal with him. You can put a lion and a bear in front of me and I know how to deal with him. Can I have an amen? You can put the Philistines and the Jebusites and the, and the thisite and thatite and the Marianne. You can put them all before me. But God, can I have an amen? God is your father. And the spirit of glory comes to give us insight into that revelation. And look what he says. He will be with you and he will be in you. 
And so he's in me and he's working on me. He's working in me. He's working with me. He's constantly bearing witness to the fact that I am a child of God and that I belong to him now. I have been born again. And what we do is we allow that process to take its course in our lives and we get rid of all of our insecurities about our race and our gender and all this other stuff and we start locking into the fact that I am a child of the king of the universe. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Something he's working in you. He's your helper, your paraclete, your comforter. He comes alongside, and this is part of his ministry. But what happens is we don't listen to him. We're so busy listening to prognosticators. And listening to this person and that person tell us who we are. Then we're listening to the devil try to confuse us concerning our identity. And then we'll listen to the devil tell us, well, you're not, you're not this because of your color of your skin. You're not this because of the, the kind of hair you got. You're not here because, and we'll listen to all these people instead of listening to God. Tell me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In the spirit of God and the spirit of glory, this is what he comes to do. He's working in you. And... As he's working in us, saints, we always have to think about this. If the Holy Spirit is with me, is in me, what am I doing to accommodate his presence? Now, we talk about all the great things he's doing for us and in us and who he is and the fact that now we're, we're children of God. But saints, what are you and I doing to accommodate his presence? Now, if I'm a child of God, I got to start acting like, like, like the king. I can't just say I'm a child of God and I keep living like the devil. Can I have an amen? I can't say I'm a child of God and I want the spirit of glory to rest upon me. And then I'm not doing anything to accommodate his presence. If we just read, he would be with us and in us. But what am I doing to accommodate his presence? Okay. I can't, I can't say I'm accommodating God's presence when I'm at home looking at pornography. I can't say I'm accommodating God's presence when, when, when God went out of his way to give me a wonderful wife and then I'm not treating her right because she has God in her too. I can't say that, that I'm accommodating God's presence when God has given me a wonderful husband and I'm not, I'm not treating him right. I can't say God is, is, I'm accommodating the presence of God when God has blessed me with children and then I'm not even treating the children right. I can't say that I'm accommodating the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of glory and he is holy. And I'm fornicating. Now I have to say this because we can jump and shout, but we got to think about this. I'm hosting the presence of God. I'm hosting the presence of God. So, you know what? I want to keep the presence of God. I want to constantly reveal to the world that I'm a child of God. And I don't want to do anything that would make his, that would, that would take away from the effect of his presence in my life. Or to bring confusion. 
And God knows that none of us are here are perfect, but there's something in us that even if we do stumble, fall, something happens, that your repent, your, your re- repentance and anguish of heart, because I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen, y'all? And it doesn't mean that grieving the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that automatically he just takes off and leaves. He's letting you know that I'm not happy. I'm not feeling comfortable right now with you. Because we have to accommodate his presence. So I want to do whatever I can in my house. I can't say I'm accommodating the presence of the Lord and the spirit of glory and I still got tarot cards. I can't say I'm accommodating the presence of God in my house and I still got that rabbit's foot. You know that rabbit's foot that when you went to court, your mama told you to put it under the table and something miraculous was going to happen for you. Can I have an amen? I can't say that I'm accommodating the spirit of God when if you come to my house and I got all kinds of this, all kinds of native stuff that's born out of witchcraft and and, and, and stuff from my culture that don't have nothing to do with God. But yet we just bring it on in the family because it's part of the family and it's some big old mask with somebody looking all crazy and and they in the house and I can't accommodate. The Lord is saying that's not, that might be your culture, but you're part of the kingdom culture now and we got to get rid of some of this stuff so we can accommodate the presence of the Holy Spirit. Woo! My goodness. Oh my goodness. Because everything that you buy or was passed down to you from your family, they may call it art. But it's not art. Some of it is the devil coming in your house just like he was in your mama's and dad's house and your great grandma and great... Can I have an amen y'all? Some of this stuff, we need to break in and say the curse is broken over this house because the Holy Ghost is up in here now. Some of this stuff, we inviting the wrong spirits. Then we up at night wondering why we can't sleep. <laughs> I'm laughing, but you know it's the truth. That's one of the first things my wife and I did when we got saved. We did some house cleaning. Remember that, honey? We was throwing out everything. Some of the stuff my wife wanted to keep, I was like, nope, you can't let it go. I think we got to let it go. Let it go. We got to let it go. I was, I was throwing out anything that it would look even suspicious. She was like, we don't need to throw that away. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't care. It just, it don't, it, it, it may be wrong. Throw it away. I'm trying to get God up in here. Can I have an amen, y'all? If you're questioning it, you might need to get rid of it. There's no way we can accommodate the spirit of God in our house and we still got your old boyfriend from 19... 85, you still got his picture. And won't let it go. You still got her picture. The one that got away. And you hiding it in your wallet, brother. <laughs> Let it go. 
Let it go. Let it go. Let the picture go. We want the Holy Spirit to feel welcome. And it's our job to cultivate an environment, atmosphere that welcomes his presence. So he feels the sense of, of, uh, of us willing to conform to that which makes him happy instead of trying to get him to conform to what has been comfortable for us. Can I have an amen? So that means, Lord, I want to, in my house, I want the presence of God in my house. So what can I do to accommodate the presence of God? I want to find out biblically what is acceptable because he wants to dwell with me and he wants to be in me. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.